thousand a thousand hagdamas today because it's the, really the, I guess, first day that uh, many people feel free. So it's a it's a new day in the world. First of all, our children should have more atzlacha than we could ever imagine for them. More, come leave home with smiles, come home with smiles, and um, it should be a kirvas Hashem every moment that they that we that we trust. <laughs> That we trust others to teach them that, that there should be a big siyad dishmaya over there. That's first of all. Also, Mazato, big Mazato, my brother had a baby girl. My brother, my brother had his eighth child this week, Chazdi Hashem. He had a baby girl naming her the Shabbos, a big simcha. Just um, saying the announcements for the month and then a few more things. So, this is still for Elul. Yeah. Our brother Michal and Pomona sponsoring this month, Josh and Marilyn Adler. In memory of Marilyn's mother, Shifrit Sivia, Basavim Yakabakorn, Vester Hensha, and uh, Mr. Adler, Heilige Jimmy, uh, Josh's Abba, Yitzchak Ben Svi, Zichon Livrocha, and Mindy Barad, in honor of the birth of twin grandsons. Three before Shlema to Tinok Ben Chana, times two. Tinokot Ben Chana, I guess. All right, so, so Sunday morning, Bez Hashem, the newsman of, of Kehillah learning. This morning we spoke about the Kola learning. This Sunday morning, we're going back to the regular chaburas, both for men and women. Sunday, women, Sunday, and Sunday, I'll be, Sunday morning, learning Geula, Rev. Ruven Sasson, continuing learning with, with, with what we did last year, uh, with, with, the, with the women, encourage your wives, is an amazing, dedicated, committed chavra that we've been learning with for years already. It's getting stronger and deeper. That's Sunday mornings. Monday mornings. We're going back to the PSS Nerebbe, but not this Monday morning, because Monday morning, this week is Chai Elul. We're going to do a special Chai Elul session. And if you don't know what Chai Elul is, you should be ashamed of yourself. And if, <laughs> but even if you do know what Chai Elul is, you should still come and be ashamed of yourself for other things. It's Elul. It's feel, you know, it feels good, that thing. That's Monday morning. We're going to be doing Chai Elul. What's that? Music. I don't know. You have to come and see. <laughs> Food. I don't know. You have to come and see. Monday Elul. Chai Elul. Very important. Tuesday morning. Every morning, 9 o'clock. Every morning, right after davening. Tuesday morning, Shoshana is going back with his shiurim. I think this year she's doing tefillah on Tuesday mornings for women instead of parsha. Wednesday, for this man, we're going to be learning Reb Asher Weiss's Torah's Anyamim Noraim from the Minchas Asher. Special, special sefer. We've learned pieces over the years, but really like, a, like an arrow. The mamash, dvarim, very sharp and clear Torah's to get us properly, as much as we can, ready for, for Yantiv. Thursday morning, we're back with, with the women. We're, we're doing with them Rav Kluger, Anyamim Noraim. So just encourage, let's, let's start it off strong. And continue the beautiful Kol Torah that is already, Baruch uh, Hashem, emanating uh, from the shul. And it should be a schluss for all of us and our families and for all of Efrat and, and all of Am Yisrael Bezer Hashem. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be continued learning in the evening with the, the, uh, the You'll, you'll see. That, that's already shul stuff. I'm going to announce. We're going to announce it on Shabbos. We're going to explain everything like that. Yeah. The, it's been a beautiful first week with the Chevra. Mamash, beautiful, beautiful first week. But I want to go back and focus on, on our Friday morning Chabura, which I missed so much over the summer. But I, I, I'm so happy we got back to it last week. And in order to give us that zetz of coming back to it, I had to print out a letter that I got this week. And I want to read you this letter from last week's learning. For the Chevra that I knew to the Chabura, or even the Chavah that have been around, you all know that what we've been <coughs> emphasizing, and this is like a very much practical Eitzah in Chinuch, like a very important Eitzah in Chinuch, is 
So much of our children's Yiddishkeit depends on the nigunim and the zmiras at the Shabbos table. We've been speaking about this for a long, long time already. He started speaking about me, and this is the longest parak in this sefer. He started speaking about this. We've been learning this for months already. And um, it's very, very, very special how he approaches it. But the, you never, ever know who's learning with you, especially in today's day and age. You never know who needs to hear what and when. Listen to this. I'm not going to tell you where. Maybe, maybe one of you knows this person. I'm not going to say where this came from. I'll try to just be as clear as possible. I had to share this with you. On Friday morning, I opened up Facebook on my phone and right away saw your shir via Facebook Live. I started to listen as I was doing some things. When you started talking about the power and beauty of Shabbat Zmirot, I went right to thinking how that's something I've not brought enough into my family and was feeling heavy about it. Despite singing a lot of Zmirot in my pre-married years at other people's tables, I never really brought it into my family's experience in a strong way. I sing Nigunim here and there for sure, but not Zmirot in a Kavua kind of way. I was thinking, maybe it's too late to even start. That's about half of the conversations I've had with you guys. Maybe it's too late to even start. Our kids are almost 17, whatever, I'm not going to say the older ages. Um, Especially with my oldest, I lost my chance, I thought. But Friday night meal came, and I said to myself, I'm going to try. I was sitting on the couch next to my oldest son, and with a bencher in my hand, started singing a zemer. He right away joined me and totally knew the tune and many of the words by heart. I asked him how he knew them, and he said from going to other people's homes for Shabbos. He even said to me, we're the only family that doesn't sing Zmirot. Ouch. But we sang the rest of that song, and then another, and another, and another. Same thing Shabbat day. I was in heaven. I always thought my my oldest son wasn't into singing, and that's why I didn't try so much. And yet, he was totally there with me. He was totally there with it and with me. It was so awesome. Bezrat Hashem, this will be a new chapter in my slash our experience at the Shabbat table with Zmirot. And I have you and your chavit to thank for it. So thank to all of you from the bottom of my heart. Thank God I opened up Facebook Friday morning. (laughs) There's a million reasons, you know, like yesterday with the chavra in the the machon, we learned a letter from Rav Kook for two and a half hours. You know, we could learn, we could learn this letter. Like literally, this is possible to learn this letter. It has so many dimensions and it has so many different things that so many people here have this. These are things that, that we have. The too late, the don't know, never did it enough, I was much stronger before. Um, it just shows the power of the tzaddikim. This is not our words, it's not my words. We're learning, we're learning what the tzaddikim are saying. When you learn that you just move out to yourself to the tzaddikim's words, this is what it is. So yes, even if the minhag in your house growing up was not to sing that many zmiras, maybe this door needs something else. And I do think that this door does need, that the children need to have a passionate experience at the Shabbos table. Quite often, passion comes about through music. Quite often. Kimat all the time. So I just encourage everyone to like, certain things we learn, certain ideas, we daven over it. What does it exactly mean? Here it's very pashut. It's not that complicated. It, it's to... It's to make sure to incorporate this nikuda at our at our chosen Shabbos experience. Everyone's make sure, like <coughs> to make sure that this is something that we we makabel on ourselves. And if we haven't yet, so it's elul. It's always we have this ezer mishamayim that when we take on things in elul, they 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 go in deeper and they last and they last longer. 
If you can open up your Sefer, if you have it, to Kuf Chafhei. Are there any more over there in the Aron, Sasha? There's always a few in there, and the, more in the bottom shelf. Now, Ruch Hashem, we've, we've already done three orders of this, of this Sefer. Um, so whoever wants to get it, we'll be, we're going to continue this for at least another three months. Whoever wants us to purchase this Sefer for them, we will get it from the breast. It's mainly from the breast of Bookstore Measharim, gladly. Dav Kuf Chav Hei on the bottom left column. On the left column in the middle. This is a beautiful concept in, in the world of music and, and, the, and the world and the, and the, and the Nigun of Arneshama. Look what he says here. This is the from Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter, one of the oldest and greatest leaders of the Breslov community in Yerushalayim. He looks like he's 65 and he's, he's like, like mid-90s. He's a Pelem Me'en Kamo. We've been by him. We're going to Be'ez HaShem go to him. All the Chavra here, when we do the Siyam on the Sefer, we're going to go and just stand before him and say thank you, maybe sing a nigun for him and hear from him what he wants to share with us, like he's done in the past with us. It's very, very special. So this is the words that he says here. It's very well known, the mimer of Rabbi Nachman in the teaching of Azamra. That's 282, the Torah of the Nekudot Tovot, the Torah of focusing on people's good points and only looking at that when you look at them and what happens to them when you look at someone with only good things they become what you see. I just gave you the whole Torah in five seconds, but it's infinitely deeper than what I just said. Azamra is one of the foundation principles of Rabbi Nachman. When what we call brother other side comes on to us and causes us to feel distance from Hashem, you ever have those times? I can't, I'm not, it's like the other side has taken over me and does not allow me, doesn't enable me to daven or to learn. I, even if I want, I try. It's a sincere feel, not the cop-out feel. Like, really, I'm actually trying, and I feel like it's taken over me. Not only that, that the other side comes and actually only helps me get further and further and further away. You have to remind yourself a good thing you've done. It's amazing. Rabbi Nachman says this was the teaching. He told his chassidim you have to walk with every single day. Because every single day we have to remind ourselves a good point within ourselves that we've done. Because the other side, like Rav Arush once said, that today's greatest of Odezara is the Torah of self-persecution, which is we're masters in. Masters in that. So therefore, Azamra is that much more applicable because I must remind myself in Nekudat Tovah that I've done in my life in order so that I can bring myself back to the table. Kegon Shehu Yehudi Tov. I'm a good Jew. Ben Avram Yitzchak Ve'Yaakov. Ve'gvam she'kvar zachal l'amod e'pam b'nisayon. And I also have to remind myself I've been through tests before. I've been through tests before. Like I remember, I felt like, you know, we traveled the whole family to Canada this over the summer. They never did, all of us, together, with each other, all day, for 24 days, right? Baruch Hashem. And I have to, and I, what I'm doing now, is that what I'm seeing now is that the Avodah isn't just saying thank you, Hashem. The Avodah is actually 
basically like saying, Shlomo, you, you guys can do anything now. You guys can, like, you take koach from it, and you have to remind yourself, you can do anything now. You can do anything now. It's a real important piece of the experience to remind yourself that anything that's, a, you know, not, not Nisayon like, I almost did an Avera, but a Nisayon Kidu, this is going to be challenging. It'll be beautiful, but it'll be challenging. And to gain strength, to remind yourself, I've been there. I've done that. If you're about to do a big, big, nasty Avera, like one of the real bad ones, and you didn't, you better remind yourself of that every single day that you didn't. Not because you're a tzaddik, but to remind yourself that you have the koach, that you have a nekuda tova, to help you get up from anything else that may pull you into the, into the dumps. And this is like, there's no chidushim what I'm saying to you right now, but it's just an important reminder that we have to be in, that we have to do this all the time. Because you're better and bigger than the big bad world that we spoke about. But we forget that all the time. We forget it all the time. Okay, finishing this paragraph. You've done a mitzvah before. And deep down inside, you know, I'm searching deep down inside of me, and I see, you know, inside... This is the real me wants to learn, wants to dive. And I'm not, it's not happening, but that's actually what I really want. That defines the real me. Now, in the continuation of that nigga, of that Torah of Azamra, Azamra begins off with Nekudot Tovot, like this kind of talk, but then it goes right into the world of music, the world of Nigunim. So he's going to give it to us in a nutshell over here as well. Umevar Sham Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nachman continues in Torah Reish Pebez to say, this is what a nigun is all about. How? This is so, for musicians in the room, you're going to feel this so strong. How is a nigun created? How is a nigun composed? A nigun is composed with also the element of what we would call sad moments, or what we would call a yerida. How? I'll give you an example. This is going to be fun. I'm going to sing for you the worst niggun in the world right now. Okay? Don't tell me right now. Like it's not. No, it was. <laughs> we didn't get to the second part. I, 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 I. You see what they, we see what he's saying. What's a nigun? I gotta go down and up and back down, 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 up and up and down and down. A nigun is made up of moments of going up, moments of going down. But if I get stuck and just focusing on like this, da da. Oh boy, I'm going down. No, you're creating the next note. The next note is about to go up again. They're saying the olam anegina. It's not stam like that. The olam anegina 
is made up of aliyot ve'yeridot. That's that's the story of our lives. This is what a nigun is. Again, back inside. Kinigun notzar rak beshiluvim atzvut. Atzvut here, he's basically saying both the pain, the sadness that Pearson feels. Listen, you think David Amalek was smiling throughout to him? Probably not. Sometimes, yeah, but probably not. Because a nigun that doesn't have the ups and the downs can't bring us joy. It can't misameach us. It's so deep. But when a person, by a person, simcha and atzvus are both coming together, what ends up happening? Then the atzvus goes into the simcha, and then it brings out of it, it extracts from it only simcha. Pain bringing out joy. Me'az yatsa matok. Like the Zohar Kodesh always speaks about our job in this world. Le'hapech merira lemisika. To transform bitterness into light, into sweetness and le'hapech hashucha lenehara. And to transform darkness into light. Ve'chozer chalilam. Keeps on coming back. Ad she'kol ha'atzvot ne'efechet l'simcha. U'betorah azamra. Rabbi Nachman. Mechanezot Rabbi Nachman b'shem nigun. Rabbi Nachman says, that avoda we just described is a nigun. But it's not just something that theoretically makes sense. I just showed you it on a guitar. Like that's actually the formation of, of what a nigun is supposed to be like. The koach of a nigun. Why do people find themselves in music? Because it's describing what they go through on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Each and every one of us in their, in their own places, what we're going through on a daily basis. Continue. And Rabbi Nachman says, music comes from such a high, high place. Music comes from such a high place. Music comes from a place of prophecy without getting too involved in the depth of it right now. Moshe Rabbeinu heard the voice speaking to him from between, from between the two kruvim. Because prophecy and negina are connected very much in a very high place. This week, I had to, I, I've, I always share with you like some, some of the most just, you know, random things that happened this week, just to remember it, because it's kashur to this, uh, to this shir. This week, I did a, interview for one of these uh, atarim, one of these uh, Israeli websites, one of these Israeli uh, no, the Alon, I think it's an Alon Shabbat, one of these magazines that we don't really have here, because they end up being the sitter in, in many shows, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So, in one, so in one of them um, there was the whole one of the questions <laughs> they asked me was what's the difference between a nigun and a, between nigun ve musica? What's the difference between a nigun and music? So I realized that it's a very personal feeling. It's not a klal. I can't make a statement on this. Just, this is what it is. I could only bless you. I could only share, you know, a little bit of what it, what it feels like for me. So I said like this. A nigun can break your heart in the best way, and music can break your heart in the worst way. Now, do you, do you understand based on what we just said right now? You know, Reb Shlomo has this powerful statement. He says like this. How is it the base of Mikdash got destroyed? 
How could it be if we lived in such a time with a gilui elokut, with godly revelation, how could it be the base of Migdash was destroyed? How could it be? So he says, it stopped breaking our hearts. The existence of it stopped breaking our heart. At what point do parents lose their children? When children stop breaking their parents' heart. Not Hollywood slash music heartbreak. Olam Hanagina heartbreak. You understand what I'm saying? It's a, it's a deep sugya. It's, 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 we've spoken about this, spoken about this a lot over the years. So these things, the most essential things that our Yiddishkeit depend on are the things not just that make us feel great. It's the things that first break our hearts to finally crack it open. That there's something to put inside it, like the Kotzker Rebbe's famous vort of why it doesn't say, no? What should have been the other the word? Bilvavecha. Right? The famous Torah from the Kotzker. Because it's waiting. Why? Like I should place these words in your heart? No. God gives us everything. Al. Levavi. But there's one thing I have to do in this world. And I have to crack my heart open. Once I do that, everything else sprinkles in. All the Torah that God, God placed everything. It's all there. It's on me. But Etzem, this is the avodah of the shofar as well. What is the shofar? What is it called? The sounds of the shofar. What's a truah? What's a shvarim? This is obviously the, the same, same exact avodah. What the tzaddik is saying here is that at the Shabbos table this happens as well. Right? Basically, he's going deeper today into the world of Negina Bichlal, like we saw. But at the Shabbos table, these moments, for sh- even for Shabbos, to sink in. Like we always think, make sure they're at shul. Of course they should be. And make sure the davening is good at shul, for sure. And make sure they know how to, how to act at shul, for sure. And make sure that they have a Dvar Torah at the table, for sure. And make sure you have a Dvar Torah at the table, for sure. But you don't know... If that's what's going to crack open their heart to receive all of that. What do we know for, is most probably, you know, what probably does that more than any other things? Nigunim Dikdusha, specifically, as we saw last week, he quoted the Yismach, he quoted, he, he, quoting Rabbi Eliezer Askari and the Yismach Moshe, who, who has a Kabbalah that the Zmiros were written, written al-pi Ruach HaKodesh. Like these words were written al-pi Ruach HaKodesh. Um... So anyway, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity right now to figure out, like, yalla, you know, to, to, just, just, just to start it, just to start again and to be mocked on this as if, like, this is really one of the ekronot of how I'm going to be approaching because we never, ever know what is going to sink into our child's heart. But we know for sure that music has a very, very big chance. Maybe they don't feel vulnerable enough in a huge setting like shul to experience that. But hopefully they feel safe enough at the experience and the energy of, what, of their own Shabbos table to connect in that place. And we should do that with a tremendous amount of simcha and ahava yisera. And we should also have the wisdom to choose what nigun. That's a whole other sugya that we're not even getting into today. Hopefully we'll get into it later on. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Whoever wants copies, let me know, okay? Oh, yeah.